a strong advocate uh, for the positive train and helping others and building others up. So we're so excited to have you, buddy. Great. Pleasure to be here. Good morning, Brad. Man, it, I get so fired up when I talk to people like you. Uh, just the more, the more I kind of dive into your story, the more excited I get. And just this, this podcast, it's called The Best Self Podcast. And the feedback I get from people, they love stories of redemption. Mm-hmm. And you are a fantastic, such an empowering story of redemption because you've kind of been at the bottom. You've experienced what it's like to be in the middle. Yeah. And you're, you're the kind of guy that probably doesn't ever feel like he's ever at the top. Like he, he's always working his way there. And that's the fun part, right? Definitely. Very always cool. enjoy a challenge. Always looking for the next one, right? Amen to that, for sure. Uh, so before we dive into all this stuff, I think it'd be really cool for everyone out there to hear your story. You want to kind of just dive into that? Sure. Um, one of the things that ended up happening a couple of months ago is I started hearing from both interns that I had an intern at the time and then other interns I'd worked with that they started seeing, their friends started seeing, offers started to be withdrawn for you know returning as a full-time employee after an internship. Internships started being canceled. Um, it, it started getting to be a really dark time. And that explicitly reminded me about my experiences in 2003. I graduated in May, and about six months earlier, the dot-com bubble had finally burst. And the NASDAQ, which tracks most technology companies, had dropped 75% from its high, um, well below where it started. Yeah. And I had, you know, January and February, I had interviews, people I was communicating with, I got through the final round on a couple, and then silence for months. Um, and so it came to May and I graduated and all of a sudden I didn't have a job lined up. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, what am I going to do now? So I started doing, you know, telemarketing and various other things. But in the end, you know, I took computer science in university. I really wanted a job in computer science and outside of some small contracts for two or three months, I spent two, a little over two years unemployed. Wow. Stressful. Um, yeah. It, was a definitely the, the darkest time I can remember. Um, and I started talking and I put together a post on LinkedIn to kind of share my experiences because, you know, it wasn't until I got to the end of the two years, like I started figuring, it's like, okay, I'm not doing things right. I need to start doing things smarter, faster, better in order right. to get ahead. And I started talking to a lot of these interns and new grads who started having uh, the same issues. and like, this is what you want to do. These are things you want to really start focusing on. And a lot of that came around facilitating a growth mindset. That's really how I got myself out of that hole was, you know, you spend four years in university learning every single day. It's the time you get supercharged in being able to adapt and learn and apply new knowledge. And when I got unemployed, I spent all my time every single day trying to find another job. Uh-huh. To the end of the week, you've applied for 30 jobs and then you didn't hear anything back. You do that week after week, month after month, and it gets really depressing. And so really starting to go back, what I got myself out of that hole and what I talked to a lot of interns and new grads about is spend less time applying for jobs, spend more time learning a new skill. Hmm. If you can stay in school, if you can go back to school, if you can learn something new, if you can create a portfolio, do something that excites you, do something that's going to prove your worth 
um, that was key to kind of like pushing off depression, pushing off the negative feeling, yeah. getting yourself excited about being, all right, this is how I'm going to go forward. This is the work I love doing. And when you right. get into that mindset, that's when I started getting more offers, more people coming to me and saying, hey, do you want to come work for us? Or I have this contract. And that's when things really started turning around. And once I got over that, um, you know, a few years into that job, more jobs started coming in. And, um, you know, I never kind of looked back after that. Wow. There's, there's almost overwhelmingly so much to chew on there. Uh, I had about 50 questions and uh, things that pop into my mind just listening to that. I think it's really intriguing that, um, one, when things went bad, you kind of went back to the basics. Mm -hmm. You kind of went back to, because like you said, you had sp we spent our entire life growing and being educated and whatnot. And sometimes it's not so much learning more information, right? It's, it's, going, it's teaching yourself how to think. Exactly. Especially on your own outside of university. That's just like, you don't have the teachers. You don't have someone saying, hey, this is the path before right. you. When you become unemployed or you uh, graduate from university, it's like you have to determine that yourself. And it's very difficult to do when you're just on your own. So uh, true. So, you know, for anyone else who's in that position, find a mentor in the industry. And it doesn't have to be a lot, but just ask them as I'm trying to get my foot in the door what do you think I should work on? Where do you think I should, what do you think I should learn? Um, how do I prepare myself? Those are, are key questions. Yeah. Had no one to help answer the questions for me um, or to provide me guidance. Right. Again, I, I mean, that's so good because knowing the right questions to ask is also a life skill. Exactly. I mean, I mean, you're just, man, you're hitting the nail on the head so well. Uh, so, can you tell us about the day you realized that you, was there a moment where you realized that my mindset needs to change? Like, was there a specific day? Was there a specific point where you're like, okay, I got to turn this thing around? Yeah. Was there a low um, moment? Or <laughs> it wasn't maybe a, a specific day, but I remember at the time I started, you know, doing research about how to get new jobs you know, how to get your foot in the door because you're really trying to get past that source or recruiter sure. so you can get in the door. And I remembered one of them was I had actually gone through and as a software engineer, I have to take a technical interview. And I remember one of the coming out of the interview and somebody asking me a question that was fairly simple. Like it's a question I ask now as a hiring manager and I didn't know the answer. And that was one where I was like, I finally got the opportunity to really apply myself to, to get into that job, which is so difficult yeah. and I failed yeah. because I spent all my time applying for jobs. I had forgotten the basics of what I spent four years of university learning. And so right. I didn't get that position. And that was feeding me like, I, I'm misapplying my time. Right. And, and that was, okay, I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm actually going to work. I'm not going to apply for a job. I'm going to start going back to doing programming, learning skills, just getting the fundamentals back up. And so the next time I got an interview and I got in the door, I remember, you know, really working on that question. They gave me a questionnaire and I, I went through it. And eventually after like a half hour, the, the, the person came in and said, are you done? I'm like, well, I've been trying to solve this question using this, this, this. And he's like, no, you're, you're taking this way. Like that's, that's an answer plus like two times, you know, yeah. I just needed this. I'm like, oh, well then I'm done. And he took it, he looked at it and then he offered me the job. Wow. How about that? 
Yeah, I, I listened to you. And so uh, I could consider myself a life coach now. But when I was young, I was, I was an athlete. And I attached my identity to athletics to a, to a fault. And I remember, and this is totally different deal, um, but similar at the same time. I, so I always, I always worked out because mm -hmm. it was good for my sport. So I was a college athlete as well. And the only, only reason I ever worked out or ate well or any of that stuff was for that. And then once I was done being an athlete, man, I gained like 25, 30 pounds, not good weight. Yeah. And because uh, I didn't have someone there, you know, monitoring. I was, I, was, I was doing things for the wrong reasons before. And I don't know if you can relate to that, to that or not. I mean, once you were done with your education and you didn't have someone there anymore, you had to be a self-starter. Now you don't have a job for two years. Do you feel like you had to kind of kind of reset and you had to kind of reconfigure your mindset towards now it's part of your DNA? Yes. Yeah. Um, it definitely, and it, it's a skill that um, I'm glad, I'm not glad I learned it the hard way, but I am glad I learned it. Yes. Uh, because self-motivating taking charge of your own um, growth is critically important because I, I then went forward into every position I was in and I always had a mindset of, you know, how am I going to get to the next level? What is it? What are people looking for? And so a lot of my managers throughout my career have been more coaches than they have been dictators. This is what you have to do. And that was very important because when I became a leader, yeah. that is a lot of what I do. Every day I have to give feedback. I have to direct, I have to coach. And having gone through those painful steps, having had really good managers and leaders through my life, you know, I can give that feedback. And especially to a lot of the people I manage who are in their first two or three years of their career, it, it gives me the chance to really direct them and say, you have to take charge of your career. Right. I can coach you, I can help you. But every day, this job, this career is yours and you're responsible for it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it's it, you're, you're gold. That's what you are. Manny is gold. Uh, Thank you. I, I think it's your experiences that make you a rock star. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, people always, if they could just see the big picture and understand the success road. I mean, the success road's not a straight line, right? Yeah. It's all over the place. And if you understand that those things can make you a better friend, a better partner, a better boss. I love that you talk about how your best leaders weren't people that felt you worked for them, you worked with them. Would you agree? I mean, those are the best leaders. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, I've had some bad leaders and yep. you learn, I, I probably actually learned more from the bad leaders I've had about, you know, the fact that they didn't coach me, they didn't layout plans, you know, every day was something completely different. Um, and then when you, you're like, oh, well, this isn't great. You know, I don't like this. And then you have a good leader. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like it's, yeah. it's remarkably different. That, that's what it looks like. Yeah, for sure. Man, I feel like I'm talking to my twin on the other end of this bad boy. So uh, what would you say is the ultimate qualifier of success? That's kind of um, a broad question, but if you could pinpoint one or two things, what would be the ultimate qualifiers? 
the number one is that you're in you're energized to come into work every day that's that's critically important if you aren't there if you aren't energized to come into work it's going to affect your career and your your personality and everything about your life um so that's critically important number one because if you're energized to come into work it means you're going to spend all that extra time trying to make you know the business that you're working in better your team better yourself better and when you do that you're actually going to accelerate everything that you want to be successful at uh, yeah. so key number one is work in a job that you are happy and energized to go into work for. Um, the reverse is no matter how much money they pay. Yeah. Like 10 years down the road, um, you may have made a lot of money, you know, working in uh, like a place that you didn't like. I'm telling you, 10 years down the road, if you were energized working for a place that you really enjoyed, um, you are just way far ahead than when you, you thought you would be. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. Right. Um, Number two is to really work with people uh, you just, you love and you enjoy. Um, the people who are your friends outside of work. When I look back now on a 15 year career and I'm like, what were some of the best jobs I worked at? And I started thinking about it and it wasn't so much as much the work. There are a number of friends I still have to this day that we were colleagues with more than 10 years ago. Those people and just coming in and working with them in the late hours and, and the struggles that we went through yeah. and the successes and the defeat, for sure. those are the people that I just, I'm still friends with and I still lean on, especially when I have difficult decisions about career or life, they're the people I go to. Um, and if, you know, the ones that I, I regret and like, oh, I, I nostalgic for those times, yeah. those are the two. I was energized to come into work and I love the people that I was working with. So good, man. So good. And the cool thing about this is it's cross-curricular. I mean, this is a, these are life skills you're, you're, you're talking about. I mean, you could be a, a 12-year-old soccer, soccer player yeah. or a 55, 60-year-old getting ready for retirement or whatever. This, all this stuff that you're talking about applies to everybody. Exactly. I mean, and it's, it's outside of an industry, right? It's not just specific right. to software engineering. Like it's right. any job you're in. These are the critically important things that are just going to make you happy and successful um, at what you do. And as soon yeah. as you achieve that, then even if you don't stay with it, a lot of people like will switch careers two to three times throughout their life. Yeah. So what you're doing today isn't what you do tomorrow, but these skills, these yeah. are the ones that are going to transfer. Um, Amen. That's important. Amen to that. Uh, we've only got like a little over five minutes left and then we're, we're dropping you and getting out of here. Uh, I appreciate you, by the way. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. Um, a lot of hard work, and I love listening to your podcast. I actually went through each and every one so far. Um, okay. Great way to start the day. Oh, very cool. Uh, I got to ask you: Do you uh, did you have any? Do you have any favorite cartoons growing up? Um, Were you a cartoon guy? Yeah, I was a cartoon guy. I think Animaniacs was probably the one I loved the most because it made me laugh. Um, and when you sit down to like have your cereal in the morning and watch something that makes you laugh or in the yeah. afternoon as it was, it was just a great way to kind of like either end the school day or start my weekend. Nice. Do you have any favorite movie characters? Your, your top movie character of all time. Oh. Um, so being in computer science, um, it is not a re requirement, but I would, uh, everyone should have watched Monty Python, the search for the Holy Grail. Nice. Um, 
and the King Arthur character that goes through that movie just dealing with ridiculous characters yeah. and yeah. like odd things. Um, also so, a life skill. Yeah. <laughs> well, and a lot of the stuff you go through in your career, you'll deal with weird people and yeah. odd things. You look back and go, that was, okay, that was strange, but I went through it. Um, <laughs> so I kind of think back to that every once in a while. Yeah. Great one. I just cool. enjoy that movie and that character. Nice. All right. Um, so one of the, you know, kind of what you've been doing for really the last 12 years is you've been consulting and helping people build teams and organizing. And, and one of the things that I absolutely loved when kind of doing my homework on the things that you're passionate about, you talked about hiring people that are, in, you're hiring intelligence, you're hiring people that are passionate, and you're hiring disruption. And I read that as like, oh, that is good. And I knew I know exactly what you're talking about. Can you can you explain to the, you know, it could be the high schooler uh, on a you know basketball roster. It could be the 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 next Silicon Valley superstar. What do you mean by disruption? Why would you want to get disruption inside your circle? Um, disruption makes sure that you never become comfortable with what you're doing. And it's the number one thing I try and coach a lot of my uh, employees on is you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because, you know, somebody else is going to come along and figure out a better way to do something and it's not going to be traditional or it's going to go against the grain or you're going to have to go up and talk to someone really high up and say, I don't think we're doing it the right way. And the people who do that are the people who get noticed are the people who are going to make the change. And I hire people who are going to do that, not just for me, but for the people I report to, because that's really the best way to change and evolve and go forward. Um, and if everyone just comes in and does everything that they're told, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll, you know, you might win these small little things, but the people who come in and say, no, we need to do something radically different. We need to, to stop doing what we're doing today. You know, this is wrong. Those are the people who are really going to make the big impacts. And the big impact is how you win. Um, really just how you get over that line. Yes, absolutely. So you don't want to be surrounded by yes guys. Correct. Yeah. I mean, no you want, yeah. I mean, you want different perspectives, right? You don't, if you don't ever have any diff pers different perspectives, how are you, you know, you're talking about having a growth mindset. If you're stuck inside a bubble and never have anybody offering, it may not, you don't even have to take their ideas, right? But them giving you, maybe it's a ridiculous idea, still makes you think. And it's either going to strengthen the ideas you already have, or it's going to give you a new way to do the same thing. Exactly. And the best, and how, how I manage and how, is how I've learned from the best managers that I've ever worked for. And it's generally by committee. You know, you get everyone in a room, we sit down, we figure out, okay, what's the problem? Everyone, you know, contributes a solution or talks back and forth. And, you know, maybe the person in charge is the one who makes the final decision. But the more people you have in that room who think differently, who have a different way of coming together or saying, you know what, I don't care about tradition. I'm going to, you know, put something radical in. Right. You will come up with more often than not, you will come up with the best solution. Right. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, that to me is collaborating. I mean, a group of people speaking intelligent about a plethora of things. That's sexy to me. Yeah. Uh, For me, it's the most fun part of the job. 
Yeah. And I'll be honest. So I started getting into LinkedIn uh, just in the last year. I, I, I hadn't really got in, but I got in. And my favorite part of LinkedIn, which, by the way, for the listeners out there, if you're wanting to uh, connect with Manny, that would be the best route to get a hold of him. He is, I mean, you're, you're listening to him right now. He's a rock star. He has so many good perspectives. Um, he lives, like his actions match his words. He, he lives all the stuff that you're hearing. He lives that lifestyle. Um, but one of the things I liked about LinkedIn is uh, I try to connect with people that they think like I do, they're, but they're not from the same field. Yeah. I, I love, I mean, and you're the same way. I got friends in Malaysia. I got friends all over the world that are also into the positive train, that are into culture, they're into uh, positively shaping their communities. And they're into a lot of the same stuff, but they, they're in different fields. So they might not go about it the same way, but I, I love learning and listening to how they go about doing it. Exactly. Uh, what, you know, yeah. one reason I love talking with you is we don't, we've never met. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we live in two different parts of the world and uh, we're sitting here talking about stuff that we're both passionate about. It's very cool. And both stuff that we need to apply every single day. Absolutely. Um, it doesn't matter on the industry. It doesn't matter how long you've been, you know, in this career or the next career, you have to apply these every single day to, to see success. Yes. And to be your best self, right? Exactly. Every day we're trying to be if we're trying to be, you know, 1% better or trying to be better in our previous best self, these things that you're talking about, the growth mindset, uh, the success road, the embracing struggle, important. One last question, and then we're going we're gonna to wrap it up. Well, two last questions, and we're going to wrap it up. Uh, so we're talking about the success road. We're talking about growth. We're talking about surrounding yourself with people that don't always agree with you. But there's the people, there are the people out there that, that have a hard time embracing friction. Mm -hmm. You know, and friction's across the board. I mean, everywhere from bone growth to life growth, like friction grows. But there's people out there that they were, they're where you were at for two years. Yeah. When you were at your lowest of lows. Sometimes when you're in that, it's really hard to change your mindset. Like once you get on the negative train, it's really hard to get off. There's that person out there that's listening to you right now and they're like, whatever. Like really friction, I'm gonna embrace struggle. I'm gonna embrace the suck. Uh, how do you convince someone to embrace the suck? Um, well, the number one thing for, especially for people who are who have been unemployed for a long time and during this pandemic, you know, it, there, there's, where I graduated, I at least could get small-time jobs. So I know people are out there now, they can't even get a small-time job. Um, my one recommendation is, is to ha give yourself some grace. This was done to you. This is not because of you. And so that depression of, I don't have a job or I haven't been able to find anything and you can, you can apply it back to yourself. But that's not true. It's just, you haven't found that opportunity yet. And there are millions of more people on that train with you. That's, you know, the, the number one thing is to give yourself your, that grace to forgive yourself, you know, to, to allow that, that'll hopefully get you a little bit out of that hole. And when you're out of that hole, the next thing you have to do is 
examine what you're doing every single day and find something that's going to make you uncomfortable. You know, um, if, if it's like going to, uh, going to speak at a meetup, you know, raising your hand and asking a question, going to something else, find those things that are going to make you uncomfortable and start to try and do them. Um, the number one piece of guidance I, I give to a lot of people who feel that way is you're overestimating the consequence of asking the wrong question or doing the wrong thing or any of that other stuff. It is not as bad as you think it is. And the people who get more comfortable with just taking those risks, they're going to see more rewards. And so, you know, find those things that are going to do that and make you a little bit uncomfortable. And that's going to get you out of it because you're going to see the consequences aren't that bad. And then that's how you get to embracing it because now you realize it's like, hey, I can do this because what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, maybe I asked the wrong question, but someone's going to be there to answer the right question. Someone's going to be there to help me. And then when you are in that position and somebody does that, you'll do what I do today, which is like, excellent question. Here's how I think you can make it better. And that's how you raise everybody up. Boom. I feel like I could run a mile right now. That was a fantastic embrace grace yeah. and oh man choose a lifestyle of grace search for the uncomfortable such great advice you've got 30 to 45 seconds to talk to our listeners out there could they could be could be a 16 year old junior in high school it could be a middle-aged guy in australia mm. uh we've got we've got got 30 countries, uh, close to 500 different cities tuning in. Uh, 30 to 45 seconds to talk to them about how they can be the best version of themselves. Go. Number one thing I'm going to say is um, you are not alone in this. I went through this in 2003 when the dot-com dot bubble burst. I know people who went through this in 2009 with the Great Recession. This is going to be your generations. This is your obstacle to get over. It will pass. The number one thing to do today is to concentrate on yourself, stay healthy. And when this does pass, that's when you come out of the gates storming as fast as you can. Do everything you can today to be ready for that. And when it happens, you'll take off. I tell you what, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you're with us right now, the best thing you could do for your circle and for yourself is to share, share Manny. Get out there, share Manny. This was, I'm so glad we did this, buddy. This is, this made my day. You made my day as well, Brad. You were fantastic. So, uh, appreciate all you guys out there. I hope you have a great day. Again, you can find Manny on LinkedIn. He'll be there waiting for you. And if you have any questions, he'll, he'll pepper you with answers. So, uh, thank you all. Thank you, Manny. And uh, Brad, thank you very much. You bet. Make it a great day. You too.